Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Hi, this is Muffin McGraw, head coach at the University of Notre Dame, and you're listening to Dishin' and Swishin'. Hi, everybody. It's David Siegel welcoming you to another Dishin' and Swishin' podcast. And we have a particularly interesting one for you today. We're going to deviate a little bit from our norm of just talking about what's going on on the court with the WNBA or college basketball. And we're going to talk to uh, two people that are making a difference out there. And they are Sarah Hillier and Ashley Huffman of the University of Tennessee Center for Sport, Peace, and Society. And they have a project that is going to be aired at the Bijou Theater in Knoxville on September 7th. And they have produced a film about Pat Summit. It's called Pat, A Legacy of Love, and it has to do with Pat's assistance to rebuilding women's basketball in Iraq. And uh, I think that this is a, a phenomenal subject, and I, I'm really anxious to discuss it. So good morning, ladies. Welcome to Dishon and Swish, and it's a pleasure to have you. Good morning. Thanks for having us. So so let's begin with by talking a little bit first uh, some background. Let's talk about the center uh, in itself. And, uh, you know, can you tell us a little bit about the Center for Sport, Peace, and Society and what its goals are in its uh, mission statement? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the center started in 2012, and it was an outgrowth of the nonprofit work that Sarah began in 1993 to use sport as a tool for peace building and women's empowerment uh, around the world. Since then, it has kind of grown um, to include not only women and girls, but also persons with disabilities, refugees and immigrants, and student athletes. And so we consider ourselves a, a university-based social enterprise, if you will, looking for ways to make an impact in the world using sport as a vehicle um, to increase access and opportunities to life. Now, Ashley, I see uh, when I read on the website, it says you've worked in eight, in eight different countries uh, on four continents, and, Sarah, you, on the other hand, have only worked uh, – you know, with about 20 different countries, uh, 15 to 20 countries on four continents. So you, you guys are getting out and doing things that are pretty phenomenal out there. Uh, Sarah, I wanted to talk about how this got started, the whole, uh, the whole concept. You were in Iraq, and I'm just interested in how, how you ended up there talking basketball. Absolutely. Um, I served as a volunteer consultant uh, basketball coach, sport for development and peace building uh, person for an organization called Global Sports Partners. And so that organization was working closely um, in Iraq and had the idea to launch a girls' basketball academy in 2007. And so they reached out to me and asked if I would be willing to come and to lead the basketball clinics and to help them get that started and off the ground and if I could assemble a team of former student-athletes, uh, former college basketball players to come and help me do that. And so that was the start of our work in Iraq. Um, and at that time, Ashley and I were working on our doctoral degrees at UT uh, and working as poor graduate students, working basketball cap camp for Pat Summit. And so when I learned that I would be going to Iraq and they had four flat basketballs, then, of course, that's when Ashley and I approached Coach Summit and asked if she would be willing to, to send some extra camp balls with us to, to get that camp off the ground. Now, you know, you, 
you mentioned that you worked the camps. You know, what it, it doesn't say in either of your bios that you played. So did did you play basketball in college, both of you? We did. Um, I played at Virginia Tech, and I played at Eastern Kentucky University. Okay, so the background was already there. So definitely, and I think for both of us, that's where all of this came from: is just our own experiences as Division One student athletes and understanding the the power that we have and the agency that we have as student athletes, but also the really isolated bubbles that we live in. Uh, and just wanting student-athletes to experience a world that's much bigger than the, the day-in and day-out grind of um, performing uh, at the university level. Now, could, before we get into further into the whole subject of the film and Pat, you mentioned in talking about the center, Ashley, that you also were reaching out using student-athletes to basically get them more involved in, in getting out of that bubble that you were talking about. How, how do you go about doing that? How do you teach student athletes that they they're not just living in the insulated world that they have that there's so much going on out there? Oh, it's a great question. Um, something that we're really passionate about, you know, is international exchange. And for me, that was such an aha moment that how big the world is, how many similarities we have with people across the globe, and just that shared humanity of hopes and dreams. And so two years ago, we partnered with the University um, of Tennessee Athletics Department and also the Center for Leadership and Service and started what's called a Vol Leaders Academy. And so it's basically a leadership development program for student-athletes here at the university, um, all sports, both genders, and they have a fall course where they learn about leadership in sport, their, their personal leadership style, the theories around leadership, and then a spring course, which we teach, um, sport for social change. So how do you use your platform to make this community in Knoxville a better place, to make the campus better, um, and to demonstrate uh, community development through sport? And then we take them on an international exchange in the summer as like a service learning experience. And the first year we went to Brazil as a lead-up to the Olympics and, to, and Paralympics and to see the facilities and to meet with the different NGOs that are working in Brazil on legacy projects, um, and then this past year, this past summer in July, we went to Vietnam and to do much of the same work, to work in orphanages and also um, with other peer institutions, um, universities, and uh, ministries of sport. You know, I, a little bit of a stretch out of this is now the WNBA has been, you know, outstanding in their, you know, push for social change and for you know, their silent protests of linking arms about in the Black Lives Matter shirts and you know so do you find that since all this has happened in the last couple of years with the WNBA, are you seeing that the women's basketball players that you work with are more interested in getting involved in doing something like this? Or is or have they always been? Has this always been something that you've seen out of the the women play basketball players in particular? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's something where you, from our experience working at a university for the last six years, like you feel that. We've had women's basketball players in class, and it's the the passion to want to make a difference but not knowing how. And so, and also, you know, understanding that as athletes we are ambassadors, we can talk about social issues 
they do have a platform to create change. I know last year in the Vol Leaders Academy, in our spring course, someone added up how many Twitter followers they have combined with the 18 student-athletes. And, you know, it was like more than the president. And they said, if we just use our voice, um, imagine the change that we can make because of the platform that we have. And so I think the desire has always been there, but the knowledge on, on execution is something that we bring to the table and something that we're hoping to propel forward at the university level. Well, I think that it, that's a, a great program, and I love the way that you're getting the current athletes involved in teaching those classes. Sounds like they're really something that each student should participate in. I mean, they really have been insulated as athletes, and I think that that's a great program. But the primary thing that I did want to talk about was the, the short film that is coming out that you two uh, produced, uh, Pat, A Legacy of Love. And first, why don't you tell everybody what the film is about first, and then let's get into it a little bit. Absolutely. The film uh, really features one young Iraqi woman who um, was part of the basketball camp when Pat sent basketballs with us. And so when we showed up with, you know, dozens and dozens of orange and blue basketballs, um, the girls we're so, so, so excited because it meant everybody gets a basketball. Um, Hoshi, this young lady, um, was one of those, and she really emerged as a leader amongst those um, at camp learning to play basketball. And Hoshi was also, two years later, part of a delegation that we partnered with the State Department and Coach Summit to bring 13 of those Iraqi girls to two sessions of Pat's camps in the summer. And Pat and Hoshi developed a really unique bond, uh, and I think it set Hoshi on a course of wanting to follow in Pat's footsteps and to become the first woman female or female uh, basketball coach in Iraq of the national team. And so the story really documents Hoshi's uh, story and the influence that Pat has had on her and now how her life course has changed because of the influence um, that Pat had both on and off the court. You know, one of the things that I always wonder when you have these uh, you know, documentary-type films about a subject like this is it, you know, the footage had to come from somebody having the idea from the beginning that you know, this is, this is a, something special going on and, and we need to record this for posterity. Uh, how did that when what was that aha moment for you guys that you know this was something that you really wanted to make sure that people knew or that you kept for the future of the center or whatever the case may be about this particular project so it's what an insightful question um to be honest, the first time I went, I just took a handheld camera for the purposes of documenting this historic moment for Iraqi girls because it had really been since 1974 that girls had played organized sport in a way where they felt free and open to do that. Uh, and that was because of Saddam and his sons and just the horrific abuses that took place uh, when they were in leadership, especially with the uh, Olympic Committee. And so I took it just I took a camera just as a way to document the history for these Iraqis so that in the future um, they would have this story uh, of them being the trailblazers that I think Ashley and I wished we had the chance to thank, which are the trailblazers 
of Title IX in our own country. And so that was the start of just uh, running basketball drills in one hand and holding a camera in, in the other uh, to tell their story for them, and, th- and then it really evolved from there. Okay, so then, so you started to record this, and you started to keep track of this for posterity. Uh, what did what did the next step? What was the next step in getting the State Department to buy in and think this was a good idea to bring people over for a return camp with uh, Coach Summit? Yeah, well, we met. Um, Ashley and I flew to D.C. and we presented the work that we had been doing in Iraq and an opportunity uh, to host the girls for a couple sessions of past camps and told them that Pat was on board and would love to welcome them. And at the time, the State Department uh, said, you know, the the northern part of Iraq is not really a diplomatic priority right now. We're really focused on Baghdad and Basra because of the conflict. Um, You know, we appreciate the offer, but uh, unfortunately we can't support uh, your proposal at this time. So we flew back to Knoxville, and we refused to give up. So we started thinking about fundraising goals to pay for their tickets to get over here, but we we knew we were still facing the challenge of getting their visas and into the country. So as we were working on fundraising, it was maybe two weeks after we met with the State Department, and I got a call, and I answered the phone and said, you know, hello, this is Sarah, and on the other end it said, this is so-and-so from the State Department, uh, we have a question for you. And I said, yeah, sure, what, what's your question? And she said, um, did you say Pat Summit? <laughs> and I said, yes, we did. And she said, we're very interested in supporting this project. Can you come back to D.C. so we can uh, take a look at the details and start to put it into place? Wow. that That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, you know in the sports world the far-reaching, uh, the name of Pat Summit, what it carries, the weight. Uh, and influence, but to have the State Department call you back and say, because she's involved, tells you uh, globally and uh, politically how important she was at the time, too. Absolutely. So the, they came back, they came, We had you had the camp, and what has been the subsequent results? I mean, how far does the movie go into, the film go into the future after the camps? Do we see anything further as to the evolution of the sport in Iraq, or is it just, you know, about this up to the point where the camps? Okay, so it's an amazing, it's an amazing moment and an amazing story to tell because what started in 2007 as four flat basketballs and about 60 um, female campers uh, has evolved into basketball being played in about 10 cities by thousands of girls uh, mostly dribbling Oregon White Lady Ball basketballs. Um, so the progression that's been made has been remarkable, I think, in such a short amount of time, 10 years. And so, you know, the training up of coaches and referees and everything that has to go on in order for women to have leagues there, it's happening. And so that's that's really special, and it's a testament to the Lady Ball legacy and the program, both Pat and Holly, uh, and their help with that. I think it's also really special to note that in the film, I show briefly 2012, a We Back Pat in Iraq tournament that they held for her. Once they found out about her diagnosis, I mean, they called us and they were devastated. I mean, you know, the world needs her, Dr. Ash. The world needs her, Dr. Sarah. Uh, what are we going to do without Pat Summit? Like, we hope she feels better. And, and then once, once we explained, you know, what Alzheimer's is and, you know, 
the, the path that was happening, I mean, they said, well, we have to do something. She has done so much for us, so much for our country and our people. Like, we have to do something. We see people on TV hosting these tournaments. So we also want to have one, and we want to be the first of the year. So before basketball season started in the United States in 2012, they held their own tournament, and uh, we backed Pat in Iraq. And so you see a little bit of that in the film, and then you see the progression of Hoshi, the main character, who is now, as Dr. Sarah said, becoming the first female coach in Iraq history. You know, can you t- just so people can sort of frame this, can you t- give them some idea, being at, being at Tennessee, what the influence that's still going on there from Coach Summit? I, I'm not sure that people, unless you're involved in women's basketball or you're down there on campus, really can understand the influence that she still has at this point in time? Well, um, I mean, I think it. she's, you know, one of the most beloved people probably in the women's game in Knoxville for sure, um, a shero for so many, uh, you know. And so the theme of our night is I am her legacy because her legacy was the gift of, yes, a few basketballs to an Iraqi, um, a fledgling Iraqi program, but really, it's the legacy of all of us. It's the story that each of us felt growing up, looking to her as an example, as a pioneer, getting women's games on TV, um, and to say she did it with such class and approachability and humility. What you see is what you get. I've never met a kinder, more generous person. Um, you know, it's just so to honor her in this way is just a small way to give back to the thousands, hundreds of thousands of women and girls and men that she's inspired um, over the years. And so, you know, for us, I mean, we sold 200 tickets on, like, the second day, and we hadn't even advertised. And so, you know, it was, I think, really special and telling of how much people love her, respect her, miss her, and how excited they are to just celebrate this moment. To repeat, the airing of Pat, A Legacy of Love, will be on Thursday, September 7th, 7 p.m. at the Bijou Theater in Knoxville. The doors will open at 6 o'clock. Tickets are $15 for general admission through Ticketmaster. Student tickets are $10. And there's what sounds like a pretty cool VIP experience for $40, which includes a conversation with the producers who we're talking to right now. Uh, so, so by all means, I think that everybody that can possibly get there should. A good portion of the proceeds from the event will go to the Pat Summit Foundation and is also go to continuing the fight to empower women and girls through their rights to play sports. Uh, again, we're talking to Sarah Hillier and Ashley Huffman from the Center for Sport, Peace, and Society. Uh, so you said that you sold a bunch of tickets right away. So I saw when they first announced this, is when I first contacted you, I saw there was quite a nice amount of publicity and talk about that was generated by this over the Internet. How's the reception been down there? Are people really starting to look forward to September 7th? Yes, very much so. And we've been so encouraged by even people from outside of Knoxville, Wisconsin, California, uh, that have called and said, you know, we'd love to get a VIP ticket. Can you help us? And just the stories that are emerging from the way people want to, to come back and celebrate her have, have been amazing. So the momentum is certainly kicking in, and, and I think there's a real excitement, especially from the Knoxville community, 
but also finding out that so many others are meeting up and spending the whole weekend in Knoxville to celebrate her and, and have a reason to come back together. After this is aired uh, at the Bijou, are there any further plans to take this on the road or have it available for rent in certain places or streamed or so other people can see this? I know people you know, up here in New England and out west you know, would love to be able to see it that may not be able to make the, uh, make the trip. Yes. Uh, we are currently working with Tyler uh, on the, the next round of screenings, and so – uh, with Tyler and his leadership group, as well as the Pat Summit Foundation, we've certainly started those conversations, uh, and, and we know that there have been a lot of requests of people that say, oh, we can't make it to Knoxville, but we'd love to use, we'd love for you to come and present this to the Spurs, or Val Ackerman at the Big East in New York wanted to host a, a New York screening. So we certainly have plans of doing more screenings um, and are currently working with Tyler uh, and the foundation to make a plan for that. Yeah, and our hope is also to hope uh, to put it on digital download in some capacity, and so we're also working with Tyler Summit and, and the foundation on that as well. That's fantastic. That's great to hear. So I'm going to give you the floor as we look to wrap things up so you can talk a little bit more about the center and how people can help you and uh, your projects that are going on now. It's all yours, ladies. Oh, well, David, thank you so much for this opportunity today and to talk about the film. Uh, at the center, we're super excited to just continue growing and empowering um, women and girls in particular and through the sport of basketball. That's our passion. That's our heartbeat, but also through education and, and training. And so we just want to make a difference, and, and there is an opportunity to give on the center's website, um, sportandpeace.utk.edu. If you're interested in learning more about our projects, we would be happy to to talk to you, um, and also we have social media as well, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Sport and Peace UT is our handle. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, it's been my pleasure to talk to you both. Congratulations on some what seems like some really great work out in the world. And uh, this project is, is certainly, you can just hear in your voices what a labor of love this was, uh, mm-hmm. putting this together. And, you know, again, you know, my connection, of course, is on the basketball side, but, you know, you can't help look to empower, <laughs> to empower women throughout the world through sport, and that is something that certainly needs to be commended. Congratulations on all the great work, and, and especially uh, we're looking forward to hearing what a success the debut of the film is on the 7th. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Yes, thank you so, so much, and thanks for being a great teammate in this cause. It is our pleasure. You take care, ladies, and we'll talk again soon, hopefully. Great. Thanks. Sounds good.